Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got a boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And Bonnie, on this extremely heavy tropical edition of B Squared, your weekly weather podcast, uh, Hurricane Dorian is the story, has been the story, and will be the story for the time to come. Yes, I'll tell you, that's how I spent my Labor Day weekend, was watching Dorian coverage. And for the whole weekend, he just sat over the Bahamas, so... Weren't the memes? It was intense watching that. Right, but weren't the memes incredible coming out of the weather, like the weather community this weekend? Yes. So awesome. So many good ones. One of my favorites, I don't know if you saw it, was the little kid playing baseball running from third base to home, but doing like the chariots of fire slow motion. (sighs) And it labeled it, you know, uh, the Bahamas, the the Bahamas third base, the United States home. And this kid is just, you know, kid is running super slow. It's Dorian. And all of a sudden this parent comes out to kind of help him push him along. And they label it the weather channel. <laughs> like they're almost willing it to come on shore in the U.S. But that was one of my favorites. So, Did you see the one that's got the cone going all the way up the East Coast, like through the Carolinas and everything? And, you know, they have it labeled Monday a.m., Tuesday yes. a.m. and all that. And somebody had changed those days and times to Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. <laughs> that is fa- that is fantastic, too. <laughs> Not to make light of the situation, but seriously, he needed a push. Like, I mean, like move, like go somewhere. Right. Because when like, you're do something, when you're wobbling like that and I know the center of the storm is is at least making a motion toward the west over the weekend. But there are times where you look at the eye and the structure of it, and I swear that thing was moving back east several frames, and then it would wobble south, and then maybe move a little north, and then maybe move a little west. But it it was, you know, as the the little uh, gif that we retweeted today that you had sent to Weather Podcast, and then I retweeted it, the guy on the escalator just spinning around. Yes, and both escalators were labeled high pressure. Oh, yeah. And so he's just sitting there spinning. I know. I died. I was like, that is so what's happening. Oh, it totally is. It totally is. There was, there was no steering current. And, nope. you know, we had talked about the show last week that some of the models and some of the forecasters were saying that this thing's kind of starting to create its own environment, which, yeah. you know, we were, you know, you and I were texting back and forth over the course of the week. You know, how, how would that happen or what would that look like? And, you know, we use the example of an MCS or, you know, a a straight line complex where you eventually, you know, kind of clear out the atmosphere ahead, either with a gust front or, you know, other showers that are in the area that are kind of providing that additional fuel needed. But, man, when you were stuck between two areas of high pressure and you're a major Category 5 hurricane with nowhere to go. Yeah. Man, it was just uh, you feel for the Abacos Islands. And we'll talk about that here in a minute. You feel for uh, Grand Bahama Island. Finally, it's out of, you know, the craziness that was. But holy crap, man, just an insane week. No doubt about it. 
and of all the places for it to get stuck, like it right. just happened to be over this small cluster of islands instead of not over a small cluster of islands. Like there's plenty of open water for it to just be stuck over. So I just, I couldn't even imagine. And some of those satellite imageries of the islands before and after, I just can't even, I don't even know right. what to say. No, And if you have not seen them yet, just go anywhere on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram Look at your favorite weather personality or look at the weather channel or whoever you follow for weather because it seems like we've all shared these photos. And yes. Grand Bahama is half the size. And yeah. Abacos Island has a lot of new channels that have been formed that weren't there before because of storm surge and of you know wind blowing water in places that it hasn't. The video that got me was a foreign minister of the Bahamas who was in Grand Bahama. He's up on the third floor of his house, and he has yes. water at 20 feet high. Yes, just like splashing and crashing up against his windows, and yep. he's just like, yeah, this is happening, and I don't know what to do. I, I wouldn't know what to do either. Get my water wings? I don't even know. Right. And they were telling people, and you mentioned water wings, they were telling people, if for some reason you have to go into the attic of your house, take a flotation device with you. Wow. Could you imagine that being the, no. what they tell you? And the thing is, it's because they can't evacuate. There's right. not enough planes and stuff to get all, I think they said 70,000 people total off those islands to go somewhere. Like when they tell us to evacuate, like Florida and Georgia and stuff, they have more country to evacuate, to, right. but the Bahamas don't. Well, and I mean, the easy way to think about that number, okay, you, you say 70,000, it's not a lot, right? That's, spread, that's a lot of people spread out over a relatively big area. Yes, I understand they're on islands. These islands are not that small, though, but it's the amount of people that show up to, say, Gaylord Memorial Stadium in Norman or at Autzen Stadium here in Eugene or, you know, show up for um, a game at AT&T Stadium in Dallas, well, and think about how many people fit on an airplane, right. which is what, max 300? Three to 400, yeah. Yeah, depending on what, yeah. So imagine how many planes you would need to get all those people off right. the island. And then where where, where are they going to go? Like, going to go drop them in Florida and Mississippi? Like, where are you going to take them? You know what I mean? So right. it's just like, it's just there really wasn't a feasible option for them. And that that is scary to me. It like, is very scary. But I will say this. I, I definitely applaud the U.S. government. I applaud the British government. I mean, those are kind of the two biggest, you know, bodies of of government that are in the area. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the U.S. sent a bunch of the Coast Guard helicopters and pre-staged them. I know that the British military, their Navy has a large presence in the Caribbean. So they worked with the Bohemian Navy to get people in and out where they need to go. But you're right. You're having to move a lot of people in a very short amount of time and put them somewhere where there's not a lot of additional space. Yeah. And even now that right. there's very few buildings and structures and homes left. So and everything's underwater. I just I don't even know how you begin to clean up an, an island situation like this. You know, well, let's look at Puerto Rico. They're still have not recovered from last year. Ugh. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a lot of time, and you know we mentioned the amount of sand and the amount of actual land that has either been washed back out to sea in the storm surge, or mm -hmm. been relocated. It's gonna yeah. take time to build that back up. Yeah. And so you're right. There's gonna be a lot of work, and you know you made the the uh, point before we start taping. These are tourist destinations. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of money that flows into the Bahamas on the tourism end. 
and yes, that that you know definitely will be impacted here. But because they are tourist areas, I think a lot of money will flow back quickly because they know if they can get it rebuilt quickly, people will still come. Yeah. Well, and I've I've been seeing things on Facebook and the Weather Channel and stuff, and as far as donations go, money is a better option than than things than Correct. water or clothing and everything. Right. So, and there's a lot of numbers you can text to donate. Um, I don't have the, that list of numbers, but there's definitely that. And so I would definitely say do that. And just because I, I just couldn't imagine being on an island, even if it's a bigger island, I just couldn't imagine that. And for 30, 36 hours, is that how long Dorian was over Freeport? Yeah, Grand Bahama? roughly about 36 hours. Oh, my God. I know. And it's, it's, so it's, just think about that, like an EF5 blowing through the city for 36 hours. Like there's just no way. No, you can't. It's 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 almost unfathomable. And, you know, they've made the point on the Weather Channel and other areas that for 36 hours, these people experienced a high end tornado. Yes. Yes. And that is a very just... high end tornado plus rain and storm surge. Right. Uh, if you guys do want to donate to the Red Cross to help them. There are several places you can go, redcross.org, online. Um, you can donate by mail. You can donate by phone. There is a text line, which I'm trying to find out, and it's not coming up. Um, I think it was like 90998 or something right. like that. I can't remember. It was it was like a seven-digit or six-digit number. Right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. I'll pull it up. But it's just, man... It's insane. It really is. When you think about the amount of energy and the amount of things that people have had to deal with, it is just, it is, it's crazy. I mean, there's no, there's no, you know, other way to put it. So. Well, and I just think about last Monday when we had those big storms come through here that had gusts to 90 miles per hour gusts, not sustained winds, right? just gusts. And it knocked out power for a week it was pretty scary during the actual wind event and rain and just the sound and like seeing stuff flicker and sparks on power lines. So multiply that by like two or three for 36 hours. And I just feel like I, I don't even know how they did it. I just don't know. Right. It's all you have to do is look at the, look at the videos Mm -hmm. and look at everything. Um, when it comes to the amount of water and storm surge and wind, and yeah, you're yeah. right. You have a thunderstorm that brings through and within, you know, 30 minutes or an hour, you know, the storm has moved on. Uh, life kind of gets quickly back to normal. You can start to rebuild anything you need, but yet. Which is typically put a fence back up or clean up the branches in the backyard, not right. rebuild your house that's been leveled or is underwater. And right. Where does that water even, like how, like. Does the water recede or do they have to bring in more sand and dirt to put like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. How do you, how do you fix that when it's an Island situation? Sure. You know, it's, I'm trying to go back and remember my geography and how water and earth interact and move. So you, obviously you have storm surge, which is going to scour out stuff, right? And you get additional wave action, which is going to relocate your beach. Most communities bring in sand and rebuild that way, or they dredge out sand and they shoot it onto the beach. 
I'm not sure how they, they would do it in the Bahamas. I'm guessing that once the wave action finally settles down and once all that stuff kind of clears out, they can start to somehow rebuild. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, most of these islands are several feet in elevation, like 10 to 12 feet in elevation total. And so, it's not very high when no. storm surge waves were like, what, 18 to 24 feet? Yeah. And it's so, and that's insane. Yeah. And so I don't I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be something that they will have to do quickly. I don't know in terms of, you know, what's going to happen with most of that stuff. But, man, you I mean, you go back and you look at it and it's just like, you know, I'm, I'm watching the loop right now of the forecast cone when it started, because I, I want to ask you a couple of trivia questions here in a second. But you remember when they were talking about, okay, well, the storm's going to move over Puerto Rico and the tall mountains are going to shear it apart and then it's just going to be a tropical depression. Yes. Well, then it did that weird little turn and it missed Puerto Rico and all of a sudden, look, we have a monster Category 5 storm, 185 miles an hour, central pressure, I think down low is 909 millibars, maybe even a little bit lower after that. And then the thing stalls out over the Bahamas, which have no elevation to them. And yeah. the storm basically gets ripped apart because of it. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it's one of those things where you look at, you know, Hurricane Meteorology 101, mountains bad, flatland good, well. Yeah. You know, I, I think the story when we get done and the book is written on Dorian that she basically, or he basically choked himself out. Right. I was going to say, did it churn up enough water the colder water from deeper down started coming up. They made and that's that, what made it lose its fuel a little bit. Yeah, they made that point this morning on the Weather Channel where they were saying that they looked at sea surface temperatures. And again, sea surface temperatures, you know, obviously it means what it says. It's the surface of the, of the ocean. But right. they were saying that there was a gauge or a some type of measurement deep down, like way deep down. And they had saw that because Dorian sat over Grand Bahama for so long, it literally welled up enough colder water from the depths of the ocean to basically choke itself off. Jeez. And, you know, now that it's starting to move back north a little bit. It's getting a little stronger. They said not a lot, and it would be gradual. But Correct. Since now it's getting fresh, warm water. Yep. It's into the, it's, it's into the Gulf Stream now. So Yeah. You know, you go back and you look at the forecast on this, and it's it's insane. And I, I'm telling you this right now. You and I talked about having a very uneasy feeling about this thing maybe even staying going to the west. It's still really not making that northerly move as what they think they said. It, it And it's mind-blowing because they have been talking about it for like four days, and it right? still hasn't happened. And I'm just mind-blown by the whole thing. It's insane. It is absolutely insane. And meanwhile, they've canceled schools in Florida, Georgia, North, South Carolina, evacuated like the entire coast from yep. Florida up, you know, and, it's, yep. and nothing's happening. He's still just chilling, just barely north of the Bahamas. Yep. And I mean, the latest forecast now, it looks like it's supposed to be by two o'clock tomorrow. It still is not clear the Florida coast, the Florida coast. So, you know. <laughs> that's that to me is how slow this thing's moving. We're used to seeing hurricanes move at seven, eight, nine, ten miles an hour, right? And it yeah. still picks up a significant chunk of land as that moves that way. But when it's stationary to three or four miles an hour and your eye is maybe thirty miles wide, 
You're not mm-hmm. covering a whole lot of territory. Yeah. And so, well, and I remember Harvey, like, watching Harvey approach Houston, and it took forever for right. the eye to actually make landfall. It took forever. And so, I mean, it, I didn't, I honestly, I'll tell you, I didn't really realize that hurricanes moved that slow. I mean, I didn't think they moved fast, but Dorian's a whole other level of slow. Right. Well, that leads me to this. So here, here's your daily trivia question. Those of you at home can play along. Going back five years to 2014, okay, mm-hmm. I went through and I looked at the the hurricanes that, um, the major hurricanes that had prolonged life. So nothing, you know, longer than me or so, at least storms at least longer than three or four days, because right. we know you know once you get to that point, kind of it's a big deal. So if you want to take a guess, so here's the random question: as of two o'clock Pacific time. 4 o'clock Central, 5 o'clock Eastern. The 42nd forecast advisory for Dorian had been issued. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I wanted to go back and see in the last five years where that would rank. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've got to count again. <laughs> okay. So in the last five years, technically six counting 2019, how many storms have had longer exposure times in terms of forecast advisories being issued? How many more than Dorian at 42? I'm going to say just four other ones besides Dorian, so making it five total. How about nine? Nine. Nine. Whoa. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so I'm thinking 42 must be a lot, right? This could be a record-setting storm total length of time that's out and about and it might get to that point because you got to think every three hours that means that roughly eight advisories per day right yeah and there's still days to come yeah wednesday thursday friday saturday possibly longer that the hurricane center would deal with the storm so i'm like okay 42 has got to be a lot bonnie this thing ain't even close not even close 20 2014 Edward had 34. 2015, okay. you had Hurricane Joaquin, 42. Then comes 2016 and 2017. 2016, Gaston, for, Gaston, 47. Matthew, 47. Hurricane Nicole, 57. Oh. 2017, Harvey, 43. Irma, 52. Lee, 49. Hurricane wow. Maria, 59. And I'm like, okay, those are good. And then I stumbled upon two storms. Hurricane Jose in 2017 and last year, Hurricane Leslie, 70 forecast advisories. Wow, 70. You know what? I really don't think Dorian's going to have a problem getting to 70. Like, I just, I, don't either. I just see it happening, especially because I don't know if you saw the latest cone or maybe not the latest, mm-hmm. but from a little bit earlier today, taking it all the way up past Maine. Oh, yeah. Hitting whatever is right there off the east coast of Canada, Nova Scotia, or whatever yep. that big island is. And I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. Dorian's going to make it to that alive. And it stays in the, and it stays over the Gulf Stream, which means it's going to maintain its hurricane strength. Wow. And if this thing, and I have the, for the current uh, forecast cone up in front of me, I mean, there's a chance if it wobbles that it comes ashore or it skirts the, you know, barrier island. The entire U.S. Yeah. It's just... It, yeah, literally. I mean, South Carolina's under the gun, obviously, Thursday afternoon. 
North Carolina sometime Thursday as well into Friday. But this thing could have make landfall, but this thing could come ashore or it could do, which is the worst fear, literally just hug, have the eye hug the coastline either just offshore or basically come aboard like 50-50. You're still yeah. going to get the storm surge. You're still going to get the winds. Everybody to the left of you is in, you know, the right front quadrant. So it's not good. And, yeah. you know, and the other thing that you have to look at that we're starting to see now, we're starting to get tornadoes that are being spun up in Florida. As we yeah. take this, you know, we're at 530 Central Time, 630 Eastern. Uh, tornado warning has just gone up for Vero Beach, Florida. Wow. From the outer bands? From the outer of... bands moving through. Yeah. Wow. But so I went back and so I wanted to look at these storms. I was like, okay, what Jose do? What Leslie do? I mean, these are 70 advised storms. They've got to have done something, right? Yeah. Nope. Hurricane Leslie, and I, when you get when you get to a laptop or your computer, go to the National Hurricane site, pull up last year's graphic archives. Hurricane Leslie sat out in the Central Atlantic and basically spun itself in circles before <laughs> it finally died out by basically going into the Mediterranean Sea. I kid wow. you not. This thing did a very weird pattern where instead of going east to west, which is normal, started in the central Atlantic and it moved east, then south, and then started doing this weird little spin, basically spun itself out, and then it went right up toward the Mediterranean Sea. That's a really long way away, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Nothing was affected except for ships. Yeah. And then you had Hurricane Jose in 2017, which was in the Atlantic, out near Bermuda, it threatened just a little part of the eastern seaboard, um, and it had maybe some tropical storm warnings up for like New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts before it just basically again pinwheeled itself into death. And I feel like that's a really weird sentence, like tropical storm warnings for New York. You know right. what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. like not very common at all. Right. Uh, if you go back and look at the GFS, and you know, I think we need to touch on this. Uh, and we can jump at this right now. You look at the National Hurricane Center forecast page for the active tropical cyclones. We don't. We have Dorian. We okay. have Tropical Storm Fernand, which is formed today down in the Gulf yeah. of Mexico and will come ashore in Mexico. And those of you in deep south Texas, you'll see a lot of rain and wind from it. We have an area of investigation that's at 50% um, just south of Bermuda. And then we have Tropical Depression 8, which has just formed. And this thing looks like it's going to uh, remain a tropical storm and basically move out into the central Atlantic and not affect anything except for shipping lanes. But, Bonnie, we talked about a very quiet first half of the season. Now, nah, we're, uh, we're in full swing now. Yeah. Yeah. Cooking with fire right now. Like, I mean, and I think, you know, we've got a couple more months of it, and so we will just yes, see. I saw, I saw an interesting tweet about some sort of wave that's, supposed to be going over the Atlantic that might fire off some more pretty significant Correct. hurricanes. And I was like, I don't know. Is that something you can really predict like that? I don't know. I know the tropicals, you know, depression eight was what they were kind of looking at initially as something to watch. Um, but I think what everybody's trying to look at right now is the second wave that's now just coming off the African coast. And I was trying to get into it when I started saying the GFS one of the models has a storm basically following the track of Dorian up through the Bahamas, up through the East Coast, and then coming ashore around New York City. Wow. 
which is what we've seen before with a storm named Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. And again, way too early to even think about that. That's what's going to happen, but it's one ensemble of one forecast model. And you know, it's, it's the sexiest one. So that's one they're going to point out, but. Well, and I feel like, could you imagine if the Bahamas got hit again at any point, even a month from now, you know oh, yeah. what I mean? Like there's just, I couldn't even, uh, I don't even know. You know, this Dorian will go down in the books mm-hmm. as one of those storms. Um, I have a feeling that they will retire it uh, yeah. based on just what happened in the Bahamas. And again, we're still waiting to see what's going to happen to Florida, Georgia, South and North Carolina. And then if this thing does ultimately make it back out, you know, into the upper uh, Atlantic off the East Coast, you know, off New York, off uh, Maine, that that area up there. But, you know, Dorian's not going anywhere anytime fast. And like we said, you look at the, the forecast cone. Bonnie, it's, you know, tonight is where we're at. It's still not even to the central Florida coast. By 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, we're not even off the Florida coast yet. We're not even close to Georgia. Not until Thursday morning, so late tomorrow night, um, it starts to approach the Georgia and South Carolina coast. Uh, By 2 p.m. Thursday, it could be coming ashore somewhere north of Hilton Head, kind of as you get a little bit, you know, more toward that Georgia line, but then we have to look at what happens to North Carolina. Does it come uh, ashore around the Outer Banks? Is it, you know, going to shift a little bit back west? There's so much uncertainty with it, and every forecast model run we get, we get all the ensembles and we see all the tracks, and I understand that, you know, the forecast cone is a consensus, but this thing has not done anything that's consensus-wise to start with from the beginning, so. Yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, my sister's flying to Miami on Thursday, um, and I told her, I was like, you will be able to see Dorian while you're flying. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm going to need pictures. So she's going to take some pictures while she's flying down to Florida. Good. So yeah, that'll be good. I'm she'll excited de- for She'll see the thunderstorms. She'll probably be around them. I mean, that, that those will still be impacting that part of the country when she gets yep. there, so... I'm just, you know, I was concerned that her trip would be ruined. Like, even if Dorian was out of the picture, like if he right. hit Florida and then was out of the picture by Thursday, like, I just, I was worried that they wouldn't be able to do anything because beach is flooded, no power, whatever. So right. kind of glad that she still gets to go down there. But yeah, it was looking iffy for a little bit. Right. And you know, it's a big deal when tropical storm watches are being issued at the North Carolina, Virginia border for the Chesapeake yeah. Bay for areas, um, Albemarle Sound, Pimlico Sound, all these places where, you know, you see the typical issues when you have hurricanes that are approaching South and North Carolina because, you know, the outer islands are great, the barrier islands are wonderful, but, you know, these things just temporarily stop some additional water. Yeah. And that's about it. And, I mean, that's what we're seeing. I mean, the storm surge for this thing has been absolutely insane. Right. And they're talking about it's getting bigger, like expanding outward. And so that just gives more area for tropical storm and hurricane force impacts to affect more area, if that makes sense. I mean, and you can go through and look at it. The National uh, Hurricane Center has this great storm surge map. And it says, you know, this is a three day. This is what's going to happen over the next three days. Please do not believe this past three days. It's just meant to be a planning thing. But you can zoom in, and there are areas where, you know, you're looking at 
you know, rises above six to nine feet. And that is crazy. It is crazy. And again, we're going to look at areas where we start now looking at, you know, we talked about Hurricane Matthew on the show last year, right? And yep. Harvey and all these storms that affected North and South Carolina and Georgia with all this rain and flooding. And it's looking like round two is starting to set up now. Yep. So it's insane. And I just feel like, you know, it. we still have over a week left of Dorian. Oh, yeah. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. No, no. And I, somebody, I think it was Sunday morning, tweeted, and they, it was just one sentence, and it just said, we'll never see the name Dorian again. And I was like, whew, like it gave me chills. Right. <laughs> but it's true. Like, I really think, like, this is it. Dorian will be retired for sure. I'm doing the math in my head real quick. So we're at 42 advisories now, and that was at 5 p.m. on Tuesday. 5 p.m., Wednesday, we'll put us at 50. 5 p.m. on Thursday, we'll put us at 58. 5 p.m. Friday, will be 64. 5 p.m. Saturday, which is very possible, will be 72 advisories. And when you go back and you look at the cone, based on forecasts, 2 p.m. Sunday, it's still a tropical storm. So, so really, yeah. he could he could be flirting with a hundred. We could like, be, he we, could be we getting could, up there. Yeah, we could be looking at eighty by you know five p.m. Sunday afternoon when we tape our next edition of B squared. <laughs> right, we're still going to be talking about Dorian. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely, we will. And so again, it's very possible. But man, talk about something that's just insane i just i know i've said that a bunch this time and it, it's true the storm was 185 miles an hour right it was the strongest or second strongest storm in the caribbean one of the strongest storms ever in the history of the atlantic basin your pressure was anywhere from 911 down to 901 millibars depending on what data you look at i know the official hurricane um data was you know 911 or 909 but mm -hmm. This storm was, you know, supposed to be when we talked about it, uh, when we started looking at uh, the initial forecast track several days ago. And it's going to come ashore somewhere in Florida as a depression. Yeah. 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 And they talked about it getting to Category 1 and dying off again around the Bahamas and whatever. And then all of a sudden we woke up every day and it was a new cat. It was oh, yeah. cat one, two, three. And I just, I feel like no one really expected this. And that's why where it's. They're saying it's forecasted to make landfall. You still can't, you still have to take that with a grain of salt because even from day one, he hasn't done what's been expected. Yeah. So, and I'll tell you, I, I found a really good radar loop of the past eight or nine days of how he started just a little blob of crap that looked like nothing. And then how he turned into a well-organized category five. Oh. And it is a great radar loop. It's on our Twitter page and it, it's so good. It's just to see him go from this mess of nothing to this crisp, beautiful eye, perfectly symmetrical. It's just crazy. Right. The stadium effect in those photos of that perfectly symmetrical eye are some of my all-time favorites. In my 38 years of being a fan of weather, it doesn't get more pretty than what we saw with Dorian when, she, when he was just out there churning away heading toward the Bahamas. Just looks so good. And even now, like, 
well, not now, but as a category five looked so like textbook shape, the entire shape of the whole storm just looked like it was drawn, oh, yeah. like it wasn't even real. Uh, I know I didn't retweet it, but I'm sure you've seen it. So Weather Dak, who um, is a member of the National Weather Podcast Month Club as well, he tweeted out a loop or he had taken the – he took multiple satellite loops and combined them together. Instead of doing just the radar, what you're talking about, they did the satellite. And then he goes, now check this out. What happens if we hold the hurricane still and we spin the map? And I started watching this and I, was like, and I responded back, I'm going to get sick. Like, I can watch a static image of an island and then see the eye move it. But when the island is a thing that's spinning and the storm is staying still, I was like, I, I, I can't watch this anymore. I literally felt nauseous. I mean, people have done so many funny things with radar loops and satellite oh, yeah. loops. Somebody put the song, You Spin Me Right Round, Right Round, over oh, one no. of the loops of him, of Dorian, over the Grand Bahama Island. And I'm just not trying to make light of the situation, but it's just, it's the truth, though. Like, sure. I mean, we're looking at the same thing for three days. Like, he hasn't moved except to change eye shape and stuff like that. But, I mean, other than that, he's been in the same freaking spot. So right. people are just kind of... Trying to jazz it up a little, I guess. Yeah. And it, and it, honestly, it has been the big weather story. It has been yeah. kind of the only thing that's happened. And, you know, I know that we'll talk about it when we get together again coming up here in a couple of days. But um, I briefly want to talk about, you mentioned you guys had those severe storms. Um, I got my News 9 fix and shout out to our boy David Payne. Live streaming yeah. storms coming through Oklahoma. That was pretty cool to see. But, uh, yes. you know, that, that outside of Dorian, that's kind of the only thing that was really exciting this week that happened. Well, and let me tell you that that was last Monday that we had those storms that knocked out power for close to 120,000 people yep. here in central Oklahoma. And it wasn't all restored until about Friday. Wow. So some people were out of power for like five days. And we had people from out of state come in and help and everything. And I've been seeing on og Twitter that a bunch of og trucks are headed out to the Carolinas. Right, and I know that some people up here in the Northwest are doing the same thing. So, um, real quick as we wrap it up, what do you guys have coming up forecast-wise? Um, I know that I'm talking to you in a, on a Tuesday, and we'll be back on Sunday, but what do the next couple of days look like? Oh, just back to the same old classic 90s, humid, sun, blah, 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 blah. So, <laughs> a whole not lot. that I'm salty about it, but I'm right. over it. Uh, well, we're going to be in the mid-80s, um, some clouds during the day. It's nice, but it's it's very boring as well. Typical late summer, early fall weather for us out here. Uh, by the way, shout out to all of you that made it to Starbucks to get your pumpkin spice lattes early. So basic oh season is now upon us. So uh, shout out to all of you that made my drive a lot harder when I was trying to get around this weekend because you guys had to find the nearest Starbucks. <laughs> Is it me or is basic season starting earlier and earlier every year? Oh, it starts earlier every year. I'm waiting for them to bust out pumpkin spice lattes in July so the girls can make sure that they get their flannel shirts and their affinity scarves and their Uggs out early. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, don't judge me, but I've already started buying some Halloween decorations. Yeah, so. that's fine. <laughs> to, eat, to each his own. I'm ready for Christmas. You know, I, it's, I'm ready for whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, Halloween will be fun. I don't know. I'm not a holidays person as of lately. <laughs> but but you know what? Hey, college football's back. Hey, that is true. That means we're also one step closer to Thunder basketball. So Exactly. Exactly. Well, hey. 
Man, uh, we're going to continue to watch Dorian. We appreciate you guys interacting with us on Twitter and Facebook. You can uh, find us on Instagram and Twitter at Weather Podcast. Facebook, we're at B Squared Weather. Uh, I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys online, and we'll talk to you in just a couple days. Bye.